Hey, welcome to the Maybe You're Like Me podcast with me, Mike Burns. Listen, I know we're all more alike than we care to think. We've all got dreams, we've all got hopes, but sometimes we can feel a little alone trying to navigate in this crazy world we live in. So this podcast is all about you and it's all about me and how maybe we're a little more alike than we care to think. Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. On today's episode, we have a good friend. Her name is Sharon. She is an amazing songwriter, musician, but beyond that, she is just so incredibly fun. Not only is the conversation fun, but it's insightful, and I think you're going to have a really good time getting to meet my friend, Sharon. So let's take it away. Here's Sharon. Sharon, I'm so happy you are here on Maybe You're Like Me. This is so much fun for me. It's so good to see you. How are you doing, friend? I am so happy to be here with you, Mike. It's been too long. <laughs> I don't know it how long really it's been. It really has. So I was thinking about that. When was the last time you were in Lakeland? It's probably the last time I saw you in person. Oh, it's got to be at least 10 years, like something ridiculous like that. So yeah, yeah it's been way too long. But oh, yeah, I mean, I follow I follow you. I feel like I am somewhat connected with what you're doing, but it's so good to see you. In person. I hope so. I am the absolute worst about posting things on the internet. So <laughs> anything you see is very random, but it actually kind of brings me to what this whole podcast is about because what you see online of me and what I see online of you is, uh, honestly, it's what you want me to see. And so sure. yeah. the, the thing that I like about you is this though, I feel like you have like, you've done some amazingly cool things and you've gone through some valleys and you're just really honest about a lot of stuff that's been happening in your life. And, um, so I've known you for like 15 years now, something in that range, yeah. which is kind of bonkers <laughs> it's um, crazy. for those people that don't know you, like, just give us like the quick rundown. Who is Sharon Doolittle? Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my very name. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I've been Sharon the bird for 33 <laughs> years as of last year, but, um, but yeah, I, um, man, that, that question, it's, it's so simple, but yeah, it's hard to answer. So I, uh, I'm a worship leader. Um, my heart beats for songwriting, for creating, uh, fresh music and really capturing fresh language to, um, for people to sing to, um, to the father and to, you know, just people to be encouraged through, through that fresh language of, of songwriting. And, um, I just love anything creative. So, um, I just finished a little write every day challenge where I was like, well, if I'm going to challenge myself to write every day, I'm going to make sure like I can loop in as many people as I can. So I just love <laughs> collaborating, um, being, uh, creative with people. Yeah. Um, and I think the creative process is meant to be a collaborative one. And so I love, uh, worship leading, uh, lead worship at my church at Kingsway church. I oversee the creation production release of all original music from my church. Shout out shameless plug for Kingsway worship. June 10th, we have a single <laughs> coming out, which <laughs> everyone go follow us on Spotify and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I just, um, man, it's been, I, I, it's crazy to look back on your life and to see the story. Uh, cause I never expected my story to, look like it does. Um, you know, a big part of my story, uh, was in 2018, I lost my mom to cancer Yeah, and that's really shaped, uh, a lot of who I am and a lot of 
the re like a lot of motivation as to why I do the things that I do with such passion or such urgency is because I realized throughout the whole process, um, was how much of a luxury time is and that we really don't have much of it to waste being fearful, being, you know, wondering what people are going to think of you, you know, all that stuff that we kind of, uh, get in our heads about that blocks us from reaching our full potential. Um, we don't really have that much time to waste on all those things. Like when God has created us for a purpose to, accomplish a purpose. Um, so that was a huge, um, I think a huge thing that has shaped me as a person. Um, yeah. And I'm recently married as of last year. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so 2021. Yeah. It was just a crazy year. You know, the whole pandemic thing, it was, it was wild, but, um, but praise God and his timing's perfect. And, um, I'm just super grateful to, uh, be where I am, who I am today. And I'm sure you realize this too, Mike, but the older I get, the more comfortable I am being myself, <laughs> yeah. which is incredible because I would not trade that for any of the, you know, insecurity of like my early twenties or any of all of that stuff. That's probably when we met, right? <laughs> like yeah. in, the, in the raging insecurity of our, of our early twenties. But you know, like it's so, it's so cool to be on this journey with the Lord because, um, he, uses everything here uses every part of your story. And, uh, even if you can't see it in the moment, um, it's just, it's all being redeemed. Like yeah. truly. Yeah. I, again, you're a person that, uh, because I knew you in college and then we haven't really talked uh, a ton outside of just seeing each other on the internet, but you're a person that I've watched from far. And uh, I think I've actually messaged you th this a couple of times. I've tried to like, there's a few friends that I have that they're just it seems like they're doing it and I don't know what doing it means, but like you're, I don't you either, <laughs> but <laughs> like, it seems like you are like living the life that you're supposed to be living. And I'm mm. so proud of you. So, and mm, I know that thanks. like a guy they haven't seen in 10 years, my pride probably isn't a huge deal in your life, but I, I really am proud of you. It, like, I love Thank seeing so the things you're creating, uh, how you encourage people and you're just a rock star. So oh, <laughs> stop, stop. I'll pay you later. <laughs> yeah, This is all part of my get rich slow scheme and it is working. <laughs> Every oh, compliment, man. 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So just for funsies, uh, if somebody's following you totally just on Instagram, what do you think they would know about you? Just like what's, what's your, your filter Sharon? Uh, well, there's not much of a difference, but, um, that's I, a good thing. I like that about you. I love making fun of myself. I love um, just being stupid and silly. And <laughs> I love like I find I find myself hilarious <laughs> and not in that like the cleverness or like the whatever, but uh -huh. like in stupid things like where, you know, I'm I made a stupid face like while leading worship. Like recently I had I found this gem uh, that like when I was leading worship, I had this like <laughs> like, like this face. And I'm like, when would that ever be appropriate in a worship set? I don't know, but I thought it was hilarious. And, um, so was it like I a don't know. John Mayer in the zone face. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, I don't even know what's happening up there. Um, but just for fun real I quick, think, how, how big can you frown? That was a pretty big frown. Can you go, can you go bigger? You're, <laughs> I think like my jaw is like quaking. 
<laughs> um, so also asking yeah. how big somebody can frown is fantastic for a podcast. Absolutely. Nobody else could see that, but, <laughs> but it, it made me happy. So everybody else Everyone. out there, it was, it looked a lot like Robert De Niro. Um, so I, I was going to say, like, I feel, I feel like I channeled, um, oh gosh, what's his name? The late night host, with the big jaw, the, uh, Jay, Jay Leno. Leno? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a second, I, I thought you were Jay. So yeah. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> But so yeah, it's no. okay. It's okay. I'm not really him. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've already learned so many things about you. Number one, you're silly. Number two, you frown like Jay Leno. So that's, <laughs> I feel like. I mean, what else do you need to know? <laughs> we're, we're only a few minutes into this. I think we should probably just go ahead and close it out. So yeah, I think yeah. we learned right. everything. Thanks oh, for just having kidding. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, on the podcast, I like to do a few rounds of questions. This first round is, it's not, it's not supposed to be the most serious thing in the world, but uh, I actually heard about a Harvard Business School study that uh, they talked about the importance of asking questions. And so mm. they say on uh, like your first date, if you want to be more attractive, just ask a bunch of questions. And mm. but I've also seen this thing online where people have been in a relationship for a long time and they're just single again. And they're like, if somebody asked me my favorite color again one more time, I'm going to I'm going to lose it. So, yeah. So this isn't that, but I've got a couple yeah. like first date questions, some kind of get to know you things. And these are okay. pretty telling. So if just bring the heat. Are you ready for it? All right. All right. I don't know. Ready or not. Here we go. <laughs> first off, what is your go to karaoke song? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? That is my favorite karaoke song. And you know why? Because Janis Joplin is just the best. Yeah. And I just like, it's like a strange, it really brings a vibe down, like wherever you are. But I think it's hilarious because again, I'm always trying to clearly just make everyone laugh all the time. Maybe I need to go into stand-up comedy, but anyways, um, I, I love Mercedes Benz okay, by Janis Joplin. Yeah. <laughs> She's so fun. I don't do karaoke a lot, but a long time ago I did karaoke and I was dead set on doing, let's give them something to talk about. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I'm trying to, there was somebody who had like, just like pumped the crowd. If they had done like a black eyed pea song and they're like, oh, can gosh. you please not do, let's give them something to talk about. And I was like, come on, man, this is my jam. <laughs> I really wanted this to. This is my time. Well, you know what the worst is with karaoke is like, it, you realize how that you, you, like how little you actually know the song. Like you probably only know the chorus and you think, you know, all the lyrics, but you really don't. You only know the main parts. Okay. That's, so that's the most telling part. So uh, say that like you got captured and they say, uh, we are going to kill you unless you can completely do <laughs> one song. What's that one song that you could just do flawlessly right now? Is it your Mercedes Benz? Oh, probably. Probably. It's probably that or like one of the songs that I've written. But that's okay. like cheating. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that cheating? counts. Yeah, uh, no, that, man. Wouldn't, that wouldn't count. Yeah, maybe I would do like Kumbaya, really just sell it. So. Oh, to keep it simple. Yeah, I guess if you had a gun to your head, you'd probably choose like Jesus Loves Me or something. The like. alphabet song. But I'm dyslexic and I'd probably mess that exactly. up and, and then I'm just no. a goner. Z, Y, X, W. Oh, you do it backwards. Okay. Can you do it backwards? I don't know. I I, I kind of don't want to finish because I that was a strong start. I don't want to ruin it by... I finish up there. Everybody else is going to be really impressed with what you just did. I am. So yeah, I can't even do yeah. that. Even like when yeah. like I'm playing games with my kids and it's like, we have to go through the alphabet. 
in my brain, I am starting over the alphabet every letter. Like after we get past like D, I'm like A B C D E. Okay, E. We're gonna do an E. It's E's for egg now. A B C D E F. Um, yes, and, and I knew that. Yeah, I'm I'm the adult here. I know these things. And I did not have to sing the song. No, 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 don't. And if my kids are listening someday, I'm sorry that we just learned something about each other. So. All right. That's fantastic. So uh, just for funsies, are you a uh, gift giver or receiver? Do, which one do you enjoy more? Mm, I like giving more than receiving. And I don't know if you get, if you're in the into the Enneagram at all, but like, yeah. I know everyone like talks about it here ad nauseum. So I don't want to get too far into that, but um, giving is clearly, I think, better than receiving just because it's like you get to choose like a gift to someone's specifications. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like I know they like one of my friends like loves the game Catan. Do you guys mm-hmm. know Catan? Yeah. It's like a mini obsession. But um like super huge Catan person. And so like we found like all these like random accessories that you probably wouldn't need for the game of Catan. But I was like, the fact that A, this exists and B, that I found it for this specific person. It's like, oh, like that's, I don't know, that's the best when you can just like get something that's tailored to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So what, okay. So the Catan, is there any other things that like you just like, I knocked this out of the park? As far as like, what is the best gift you've ever given? I give really strange <laughs> gifts. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite things to give to people, to close friends only, close friends only have received gifts like this for me. I, my gift, my spiritual gift is bad Photoshop. So I like oh. to, um, I like to create these like book, like booklets, like these mini books full of this like narrative. So for example, um, my best friend loved this, like, uh, this, this athletic play. I'm gonna keep it really vague for for everyone's protection. Um, (laughs) she loved this, um, one athlete. Right. And so in this booklet, I made the story of like their love story, like their life together. So like I made this like fake booklet. She didn't just love this player. She loved this player. So in my book, in my narrative (laughs) that I gave her, they got married and had a kid. So I I created this whole story of like compiled of like super awful like photoshop jobs like with his face posted over like someone else that was like a real person and her photo um and i just created like their whole like oh this is like their first date and like this is like when he popped the question and it was just like these stock photos with like their faces on them i love it um I don't know why I find such joy in doing that. That and is hopefully fantastic. the person receiving it finds as much joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's flip that on its head. Say that somebody was going to make you a love book. Who's your celebrity crush that we're going to throw you into the mix with? Uh, I, I don't get into celebrities. Like, and I, why is it Zach Morris? You can tell me it's okay. Zach <laughs> no. Well, back in the day it was Zach Efron. Okay. But like, but that was like, you know, high school musical era. We're it's all not in this, this together. New, it's okay. It's not this new Zach Efron. It was the old school OG. But yeah, I don't I guess if I had I, again, the last like 15 years, I'm like, ugh. You just see people's humanity. They're like, they're just normal people. They just yeah. happen to be like in front of a camera like 90% of the time. Um, I guess I'd have to say my 20-year-old self. 
would probably say Zach Efron or 19, 20, but somewhere I'll, in that era. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to get, uh, get to photoshopping on you and uh, young Zach. <laughs> In love forever and Actually, ever and ever. I have to say, one the same friend that I made this booklet for at the time, huge Phil Wickham fan, still a huge Phil Wickham fan, right? What's sure. you know, he's he's a he's a goat. Uh, but she photoshopped our like faces together and like framed it. And so it like it looks <laughs> like an actual like she did an actually good job, so it kind of looks real, but it's clearly not. But that's one of the best gifts I've probably ever received. Uh do you remember that book? It's probably 10, 15 years old now, the secret, everybody's like, yeah, if you, if you, uh, speak it, you can manifest it, that kind of thing. I'm going to, I'm going to the secret this for you. I want you guys to release an album together. You and Phil making your own, making music together. Phil, if you ever hear this, I've been a fan since day one, since the first record. Back in 2006. So he's, he's going to hear this. If you want to say anything to Phil right now, this is your chance to tell (laughs) Phil Wickham exactly what. Let's write a song. Let's write a song. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, speaking of writing, this is the last question in this first date round. Uh, What is a word that you cannot spell without autocorrect? You could fill a book with the words that I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all the French ones, right? Like, like hors d'oeuvres. You yeah, know, that's, that's not a word. Like you have to say like, ors divorce. And even still, <laughs> I can't, even that isn't very helpful. Like, um, uh, the other one reservoir. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or no repertoire, all of mm-hmm. those, all of yeah. those French sounding words, not a shot, not a chance. Yeah. Mine are any of the words that like I E E I that just destroys my brain. There should not be that many vowels in a row. No. Mm-mm. Also, this, English is just the worst. The worst. So I've got yeah. a few friends that are, um, they've come into town as uh, transfer students from different countries. And I, I just, I feel for them because English is kind of the worst. It's I don't know if so people are doing hard. it. It's so hard. I don't either. We, I mean, I'm barely French fluent. <laughs> I know, right? I know that we got to mix in all these other ones. Um, Do you feel like you reach yeah. into like a, a, a special part of your brain when you're songwriting to like just pull out random words? Well, <clears throat> it's like a reservoir. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it is. It's like when you read. So I, I like to read a lot. So okay. subconsciously, I'm collecting words, right? Like, I guess mm-hmm. essentially that's what you could call reading, <laughs> a collecting <laughs> of words. Um, so I'm always, I guess, adding to my personal library of like vocabulary as I read, you know, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. also great to read above your like what's comfortable, you know, like someone who's sure. super smart. So like every other paragraph, you have to be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then you have to go and look it up. Yep. Um, so I just enjoy, and I'm not a fast reader by any stretch of the imagination. I yeah. just like the process of like chewing on what I'm like reading. So like, mm-hmm. it'll take me like twice as long <laughs> to read a book, but it's because I'm like, digesting it. I'm like, you know, I'm really taking it in and wanting to know exactly what the author meant. And like, oh, if he was referring to another bur- another like book or article, yeah. I have to stop and I have to go read that article. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I get sidetracked, you know, yeah. quote unquote, but it's really helpful to know the context of what he's actually saying. Cause that's mm-hmm. the whole point. Right. Yeah. So that's why it also takes me forever to like read anything in the Bible. Cause I'm like, wait, what is, what are they referring to? And then it yeah. sends me on this rabbit trail of like, I don't know. Good I feel like a your- crazy person so with a map. 
You know, like with the strings and the map and like they're trying to like track a, a, Are a you doing serial killer. Mind? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. I always like books that have uh, like a good amount of footnotes, but not like, I don't want them to be like references to other things. I want them to be like, uh, this guy thought of a joke that didn't fit in the, uh, so he just threw it on the bottom there. That makes me so happy. So that's brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, when I write my book, it's just going to be full of footnotes that are not helpful at all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just little diversions that are funny to you. And maybe someone else will think is funny too. <laughs> That's all I need. I need somebody to think that I'm as funny as I think I am. So. <laughs> hey, same. <laughs> Boom. All right. High so five. that was, that's round one. That's uh, kind of the first date round. The get to know you, get to know some things about you. Know that uh, we yeah. all can't spell things. Thank you for that. It means mm. a lot to me. All right. So now yeah. um, this is like, this is like where we really want to get to know you. We want to get past the filters, past the whatever, but I just want to know like, who Sharon really is stuff. How does that feel? Yeah. Your eyes got really yeah. big. I'm yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, I felt the, the spotlight drop. Ooh, okay. Sounds good. All right. So what does it take to be like your best friend? Like, what do you look for in a friend? What, what means a lot to you as a person to like, to be in a close relationship with you? Yeah. Um, I think a really important thing to me is someone who sees me and I don't mean literally but mm-hmm. who truly like understands the motivations behind why I'm saying or doing the things that I'm saying or doing yeah. um a lot of times I can uh I can be super overly direct mm-hmm. and it might come across as like one thing but I think when people know that it's coming from a good place or coming from my heart of, of love and care and compassion, that's why it has to be like direct, you know, in that way, I think, um, when someone can appreciate like the reason why, like I'm communicating in a certain way, because so I think coming from a background or a childhood or, you know, whatever of not really having like a quote unquote loud voice. Hmm. Um, and then finding my voice, my figurative voice later on in life, I have this urgency to like tell everyone exactly what I'm thinking and feeling. And sometimes people get it. And then some people look at you like you have 10 heads, like, what are you even talking about? (laughs) But I've realized that it's because, uh, some people haven't experienced the level of maybe grief, sorrow, sadness that I've experienced. Um, and so I think when I say I want someone to see me, um, I think even if they haven't walked through specifically what I've walked through to be able to, um, have empathy for, um, the way that I'm processing that mm-hmm. thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think something that I'm learning right now is with people like I, I, I'd never, ever want to tell somebody that's been through like something really hard. I know what you're going through because like mm. you're um, like something that's happened in your life is like, oh, well, yeah, I didn't, uh, they, they messed up my order at Chick-fil-A and like that, <laughs> that's not the same level. Like like your dog yeah. just died and I didn't get the right food at Chick-fil-A. That's not the same thing. Right. And right, so, right. <laughs> like I, I right. do know what uh, pain is and I do know what these kind of things are, but the, 
to have the intentionality to not say, I know what you're going through, but just to be there and listen and try to learn and do better. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that's like the human tendency, right? To like want to identify Mm -hmm. with the exact same thing. But I think it's really about um, identifying with the pain, not really the actual thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like and, and pain is is relative, I guess, to each person. So, the, yeah. Earlier, you mentioned the enneagram. Uh, what enneagram number are you? So I I always love like get, asking people to guess. Do you? Ha- I just want to know. Do you have I'm, any guesses? I'm not a great guesser, but based <laughs> off of what you're like, the way you're saying things, man, I really don't know. Like, I want to say you're a nine or a two, but I have no idea. So, uh, yep. I'm a two. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So you're close. Some uh, of my best friends are twos. And I like the things you were saying, like really kind of hit in on some of that stuff. Even mm-hmm. the, uh, like finding your voice a little bit later in life and yeah. like trying to stick up for yourself. The, yeah. The helper in you is, is, uh, yeah. is just totally. like, it's finding some totally. new lanes. Yeah. And the Enneagram is just helpful just for language. Like I've been on a whole journey in the past, you know, 15 years or so of, of that self-discovery and I've done temperament stuff and done, you know, like different counseling and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just so great to just have the language for it. Not that like one thing is better than the other, but it's just helpful. I've found. So, yeah. Yeah. I, there's some people that like, they, um, they stub their toe and they're like, Oh, I stubbed my toe because I'm a four. And I'm like, Nope, yeah. well, you just, you stubbed <laughs> your toe. And uh, yeah, exactly. Or because you're a human. <laughs> yeah. And so there's some things that it's like, I, I understand that. Like, I just think they're all, like you said, they're helpful tools and like, it'll give you language. It'll give yeah, you whatever. So sure. I love yeah. like the IMDB or no, that's a, that's the movie website. <laughs> that movie. What movie are you? Are you talking oh, about, are you talking about the, uh, the Buzzfeed quizzes? Like what, oh, man. what uh, romantic comedy are you? Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> nope, we're there now. What, what romantic comedy are you? <laughs> oh man. I don't really, uh, or do you wish you could be? I don't even know if I have one. I can't, one does not come to mind. However, I do. And this isn't like a romantic comedy. I don't think it falls. I think it's like a Disney movie, but (laughs) it's enchanted when the girl, you know, when the girl comes from like a cartoon and into real life and she's like, you know, naive and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. comes to the real world. I think that's hilarious, but I don't know if that's considered a romantic comedy or not. You know what? There's no rules right now. You just, I just threw that one out there in the middle of nowhere. So the fact that you had an answer (laughs) means a lot to me. Thank you for doing that (laughs) on the fly. Uh, Mine would probably be uh, the Bourne Identity, the Jason Bourne movie. Uh, Real romantic. your romantic comedy? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I will protect my woman. Jason Bourne. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess so. I can, I can see it. I can see you it. Know, that, yeah. And he, I think he falls in love with Julia Stiles. I feel good about that. Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. That's not too much of a stretch. It's yeah. a, it's a little bit of a stretch, but thank you. I for, mean, I I'm, I'm tracking, I'm tracking with you. What could be more romantic than killing people for the person you love? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might uh, have to edit that out. I'm kidding. Yeah. There, there are several <laughs> sheriff's officers uh, waiting at your door when this uh, interview is over. So sorry about that. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's get far, yeah. far away from that. All right. So um, this is something that you probably wouldn't talk about on the internet too much. And so I don't even know this about you. Uh, would yeah. you consider yourself a jealous person? And if so, mm. like, where does jealousy pop up in your life? Yeah, I, 
wouldn't consider myself a jealous person. I guess I would want to know how you would define jealous because I feel like people might have different um I guess you could throw envy in there too. So yeah. envy may be a, a clearer word for you on that. Yeah. So. Um, I think in my like younger years, I was jealous of going back to the voice thing. I was jealous of people who could speak their minds without yeah. consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was really jealous of people who, you know, just didn't care about what people thought of them mm-hmm. <laughs> and just lived like they wanted, you know, just, you know, just did what they wanted, not in like a, um, in, in, immoral way or anything like that, but just in a, like, yeah, I want to do this. So I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, finding my voice has really freed me from that. And I've been able to be more myself and not be afraid to look stupid or not be afraid to, you know, look foolish. Or if I try, you know, if I try something, I don't have to win at it. I'm just trying it. Like everything is just, um, you know, it's, it's that like trial and error. Like there's no, you know, acing something the first time you do something. Um, so I think. I mean, I, I want to like give a, a truthful, honest answer and maybe I'm not seeing myself from all angles because I'm inside myself, but I don't think I would consider myself a jealous person now. I really admire, I admire the people I think I once had previously been jealous of, you know, I. That's a, that's a like, cool growth point. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, because there, when you realize that there is so much room at the table for everyone to win, yeah. for everyone to have a voice, for everyone to have a seat at the table in whatever you're, you're doing in podcasting and songwriting and, you know, worship leading and XYZ, like you can put whatever you're doing, um, even if, that same per, you know, that person is doing the same thing as you. There's still room because there is no one who is you, and you are unique in your voice and your expression, um, in what God has like designed and gifted you to do. And so, I once you realize that, there's really no room for jealousy. There's like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. How did you do that? Or you know, there's this like celebration of those people who are doing it. Like you said, <laughs> yeah. apparently I am, which it's, it's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know. No, but but like, even, <laughs> even in this, like I'm I just listening to you right now, I am proud to be your friend because <laughs> that like, that's such a, it's such a, you're, that's not a kid answer. The, the kid mm-hmm. answer is like, they're doing this. I wish I could do this. Or, uh, I see it with my, my kids all the time. It's like, he's mm. got a ball. I don't have a ball. <laughs> like give me the ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like that kind of jealousy and it's, it's easy to do even as adults. Um, mm. so we mm-hmm. see people that are, that are doing it, but we mm-hmm. don't know what's gone into it. But instead yeah. of it being a, I can't do this, like they're doing it. I can't do this. It's, mm-hmm. I admire that. And I'm going to keep growing me to, if I want to do that, I will keep growing myself to do that too. But it's not yeah. an all or nothing situation. It's a, totally. Oh, I can learn from them. I can, I can see what they're doing. I admire them and, uh, let's just keep trucking at it together. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah and I, I think that really plays into <clears throat> songwriting a lot because, you know, if we're talking about 
you know, writing a worship song, right? According to Ecclesiastes, like there is nothing new under this. There's no great song that you could write Mm -hmm. that's revealing anything new that hasn't already been said. Mm -hmm. But the distinction and the importance of you writing your own song is no one else in history has existed that is you and no one has the voice that you have. And I'm not talking like tone, but perspective, you know, all of those things, life experience. Um, And even though you might be saying or singing something that has already been said before, because you are saying it, someone else might hear it for the first time coming from you. Like, because it has come from you, because maybe like they heard that same message from, Mm -hmm. you know, X, Y, Z worship leader or songwriter or pastor or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, when you said it to them, something happened, a light bulb went off. They just got it. Um, And it's it's super frustrating because I can in our first year of marriage, like I've realized that it's so annoying to me when I tell my husband like. Uh, you know, for example, like, oh, like you just, you need to eat more, you know, protein or you need to eat, eat more food during the day. And then I've been saying that to him for months and months and months. And then he listens to a podcast or something and he's like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I think I need to eat more protein and more frequently during the day. And I'm like, what? Don't you know that I have been telling you this? You know, and that's just a silly example of why. D- like people need to keep hearing it. And even though it might be the same thing, they need mm-hmm. to hear it from you, from your voice, from your vantage point. Um, so yeah, oh, <laughs> little man. lessons of marriage as well in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, just a side note, and I forgot about this until right now. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, are you still like beast mode in the gym? You went through like a power lifter <laughs> yeah. Sharon mode. And- well, Yeah, I, so I did, I did take a break from CrossFit, you know, for years I was a CrossFit coach, did the whole thing, like worked Mm -hmm. full time at a gym. Nowadays I'm, I'm still working out. I'm not in as CrossFit shape as I used to be. I still enjoy like a good intense workout every once in a while, but like, man, throughout the pandemic, throughout 2020 and and then get, you know, preparing, you know, for a wedding and getting in all that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I got soft, (laughs) (laughs) not, not like, not like just like bodily, but like mentally, cause it's hard mentally. It's, it's really a big mental thing, but, um, but yeah, I still, I miss it. I, I just kind of do my own, like, regular 30 minute workouts. Nothing, nothing too crazy these days. That's fantastic. Um, But Um, yeah, every once in a while I need to get in there and throw some weight around. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I, I did CrossFit for a couple of years. Obviously I've let it go to, I've gotten soft in more than one way. Um, but the, okay. So in CrossFit, what are your favorite moves? Oh, I loved the Olympic movements. Uh So like the clean and jerk, the snatch, Um, I actually exclusively trained in Olympic lifting for like a year and a half, like in my CrossFit state, Mm -hmm. in my CrossFit years or era, I should call it. Um, I just loved it. I just, I did like, you know, and I did like a a competition. Yeah. Right. It was like five (laughs) years. It was like five good years. It was like 2015. That feels good. 
2015 to like 2020. Um, but yeah, in there, I like, I even, you know, had like a coach, you know, and yeah. I did a competition and, you know, like it was, it was super fun, but I loved those, um, those movements. Um, yeah. So the Olympic yeah. movements. <laughs> For me, it was always the squats. I don't know why, but I could, the squats oh, yeah. sounds bad. I did the squats. Um, <laughs> that sounds like after a bad night of Taco Bell. <laughs> so. Um, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but like a, a good back squat or a front yeah. squat. And I don't know why, yeah. but I really enjoyed things overhead. So like an overhead squat, like wow. I just was in those the zone tough. on those. I, those are like the I'm hardest. I'm not saying that I was great at them. They were just the ones I enjoyed the most. So. And <laughs> yeah, what are you talking I about do, the hardest? Yeah. Snatch is not easy. Yeah. Um, well, well, it's that overhead movement, but yeah, I do. I, that's right. I do love a good squat. I really love the front squat actually, as opposed to the back squat, I guess, because of the clean, cause that's like the position mm -hmm. you need to clean. So yeah. Anybody Don't who doesn't talking CrossFit, about CrossFit now. Is it's going to become now. a CrossFit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to CrossFit with Mike and Sharon. <laughs> Today we're talking about the squats. <laughs> And then that's when every real CrossFitter would tune out as soon as yeah. they called it the squats. Yeah. Um, so this is the last episode of Maybe You're Like Me and welcome to the first episode of CrossFit <laughs> with Mike and Sharon. Um, we we'll found get like some spot. heavy guitar riffing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some oh, explosion yeah. sounds. I know a I, guy, I you know, Lance, uh, Lance Herring. You heard of him? He's pretty good. He's a good guy. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll get some, get some shredding happening. All right. One last question we got. We got kind of out of the zone there for a second. You got me talking it's about okay. the squats again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. So this is a question that I'm asking everybody on the podcast and uh, it could be uh, a simple thing or it could be a super deep thing, but what's something mm -hmm. you're learning right now? <laughs> I think I kind of alluded to it earlier um, about uh, communicating directly. Yeah. So <laughs> the, it, it's, it's been a good, it's been a learning journey to, you know, speaking directly and, you know, speaking honestly. Um, however, I, one of the things that I'm learning and that marriage is helping me <laughs> learn is to, um, to not coat, like not like sugarcoat, but like to, um, to learn how to communicate like kindly and directly Mm -hmm. Where like sometimes in the moment, I'm just like cutting right to the chase and like mm -hmm. <laughs> saying the thing, you know, but I, I really, I really am learning, um, that I, you know, there's certain people that like that direct communication. There's other people who like, you know, prefer a more indirect mode of communication. And I think even as a leader, like I have to be constantly like asking myself that question, like, oh, how does this person receive information the best? And mm -hmm. so like, how do they like to be communicated to? I like really direct, you know, communication, but mm -hmm. I know that's not like the case for, for a lot of people. And so I have to, I, what I want to get better at and I, what I want to learn and I'm learning in process, um, is, is to communicate the truth not watered down, not unfiltered, but mm -hmm. in a, in a kind and loving and easily, um, like receptive way. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, it, truth has no value if it's not received properly. You know, if mm -hmm. someone, you know, 
it needs to know that, you know, oh, they, you've got like, you know, uh, food in your teeth or something. And, and I go, hey, you got a piece of like whatever hanging out your mouth, you big weirdo. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm not that I always say that, but it would be, <laughs> it wouldn't be like received like as, as well as if I was like, hey, like, let me, let me take you aside really quick and say, hey, just check your teeth really quick. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a stupid example. Um, would you like the, uh, the Mike Burns patented method on that exact scenario? Yes, I would. I would. You can do it even in a group of people. You just say, as I did this to a lady at our church the other day, she uh, walked in and she had like the tags, like the store tags from uh, oh, no. the the store hanging out the back of her dress. And yeah. I had never met this woman before. And so like, I had no place in telling her this, but I said, Hey, are you the type of person that would like to know if you have the tags hanging out of your dress? And <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> or, Hey, are you the kind of person that likes to know if there's something in your teeth? Because if you do have, I've got a story for you. <laughs> That's great. That's so great, Mike. <laughs> That's how I do it. And so, uh, and that is a different one, but, uh, right. when I'm at the store and I don't know where something is. Um, I like to ask anybody in the store, if I was blank, where would I be? So like, if I was a pair uh, of socks, where would I be? And that yeah. like, it just reframes the question just a little bit yes. and gets people on your team. Mike, can you teach me how to do like, are you selling this patented thing? Like Listen, is there any, anywhere I can buy it? It's, it's nine 99 a month. It's on my Patreon. <laughs> Everybody go to patreon.org slash Mike's, nice. Mike's uh, words. And yes. it's fantastic. So. Yeah, I really got to learn how that. Patreon works. So I know. You know what? Me too. I I am I'm going to be setting up a Patreon just to be able to fund my music in a more uh, fast, efficient way because <laughs> the current way is is slow and tedious. But um, but yeah, yeah. so it's All in right. the works. <laughs> so um, yep. So we we figured out how to talk to people now. Good job. Great, great. <laughs> All right. Check. So we've we've got, like this has been like a tidal wave of uh, like serious and fun. And I just, I love that about you. So, um, all right. Glass so case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to end this, uh, with our, this or that, uh, our final, uh, I kind of kind of call it the common ground round. This is maybe you're like me. So I'm going to ask you a couple of this or that questions. Uh, you got okay. your, your pen and paper and, and all uh, that I do handy dandy. Yep. All right. So, uh, my goal is to see if maybe we're a little bit alike. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for okay. this? All right. So we're going to start I off. Sure. Hope so. As of yet, absolutely nobody's gotten five out of five. I don't think we're okay. going to get five out of five, but that's just me being a pessimist. Are you ready? Yes. Everyone else is going down. Ooh, the competitive <laughs> side comes out. All right. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Night. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I already ruined it. Well, in good news, so am I. <laughs> Pride What'd comes before a fall, folks. <laughs> All right, I'm a night night owl. Sharon's a night owl. We, listen, we're one for one right now. I feel good about that. Okay, okay. All right, this time Sorry. to yourself I'll, quietly. You can okay, write it down okay, on okay. the piece of paper. All right. Um, would you rather do cardio or weight training? I write that one with you in mind because I know <laughs> you are the CrossFit All right. boss. All right, here we go. All Three, right. two, one. I wrote weights. What did you write? Oh, she wrote. Of course. Of course. Weight, weight training. training. There she is. Yeah. Of All course. right. Ugh, two for two. Sharon, are we going to do this? Is this oh, going to be a totally. miracle? All right. Totally. All right. This one, this one's completely up in the air. I have no idea with you. Okay. 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 I'm ready. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Mm. 
What? No question. All right, three, two, one. I'm a smooth guy. Uh, ah, we were doing so crunchy. good. <laughs> the texture. We need the texture of the peanuts. Oh, man. George Washington Carver is proud of you wherever he's at right now. <laughs> All right. Um, beverage. Are you going coffee mm. or tea? Mm. And just to keep it interesting, I'm going to give you the entire variety of tea. So you can go, if you're feeling mm. a little Southern, you can go sweet tea if you want to. But coffee mm. or tea. Here you go. Mm. Three, two, one. I wrote coffee. Yeah. Okay. I wish, can I just say, I wish I was a tea person. I Mm -hmm. like want, I want to be a tea person, but I just, I can't, I can't be. (laughs) My, uh, if you ask my wife, my heal all, like my cure all for everything. Like if she's got like a stomach ache or a cough is tea with honey in it. Or like if like her leg got chopped off, I'm like, babe, let's get you some tea and honey. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But at the end of the day, I, the only time I ever want tea is when I'm sick. So. Yeah, same. Exactly. Yeah. Or if I'm at like a good like barbecue restaurant, that's when you want yeah. some good some good tea there too. You can't get any good sweet tea up here in New Jersey though. I'm just gonna say mm, it. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Uh last one. We're doing we're doing pretty good. Okay. I feel good about okay. this so far. I feel right, good. Last round. Uh watching TV, end of the night. Are you gonna watch a reality show or a documentary? Mm. Mm. Totally. Also, sorry about my handwriting. This is just okay. a large scribble, but it starts with the D. It's documentary. What'd you put? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Do you have any favorites? I, I ju- we just watched uh, the Lucy and Desi one. I was like a huge I Love Lucy fan growing yeah. up. Um, and so we watched the the Lucy Desi one. It's so good. It's so it? interesting. Yeah. And I like I had this like like epitome while watching. I was like. I think I've been inspired by this woman, like, like subconsciously my whole life. Cause I was, you know, from the ages, I don't know, six to 12, I was like obsessed with Lucille Ball and like, Uh you know, just how physical she was and like, just so, uh, she was such a pioneer in like that, you know, female comedian space. And so Mm -hmm. she's such a boss, but yeah, totally documentary all the way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you can't beat a good documentary. So yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That's fantastic. All right. So, all right. For everybody who may not have met you yet and, or, uh, that wants to kind of get to follow you, maybe uh, keep up with your Instagram or follow along yeah. your music. Where's the place yeah. that people can like keep up with you? Yeah. On Instagram, um, at Sharon the bird. So S H A R O N T H E B Y R D. Ooh, um, Y in to really throw them off. <laughs> well, Bird is my uh, maiden last name, so that's just going to forever be my my handle. And then on Spotify um, or Apple Music, uh, you can follow me on Spotify um, at uh, Sharon Bird. So just my first and last name, Sharon Bird. Listen, uh, I was yeah. talking to Sharon about this before we started recording, but her debut, is it an EP or is it an album? What's the official EP. term? Yep. All right. The Process her, EP. Yeah. The Process EP is so phenomenally good. Um, mm. that, and I listened to it a couple of nights ago when I was preparing for today and that your song lie to me has been stuck in my head for like three days now. So oh, yay! that's <laughs> such a good song. Do you have a favorite song from that EP still? Thank you so much. Um, I, 
I am partial to the conclusion. So that's, I think that's probably one of my favorites on, on that EP. So yeah, that EP is very near and dear to my heart. Just a little backstory. The process was written as a process of uh, dealing with my mom's diagnosis. So I was, uh, it was 2016 when I found that out. And then I started writing, um, the songs for that in 2017 and then was able to release it in 2018. She got to listen to all those songs before she passed, which was like such a gift. And it still is a gift to me because yeah, I, I actually receive, um, you know, messages here and there saying, you know, Hey, this has really helped me. I just lost my mom or I just lost my dad. And, you know, this, this project was really helpful in helping me put language to the things that I'm feeling. And if, if that's not what it's about, I don't know what is. So that's just, um, you know, that's one of the blessings of pain is, is you get to, um, just have that perspective of seeing people and being with them, even though you're not physically with them. So, yeah. Yeah. Jaren, uh, I, I've loved this so, so much. Thank yeah. you for being a part of this. Oh, I've loved it too. Uh, uh, so well, great. Okay. Listen, I'm going to just make this a weekly podcast. Actually, we'll see, I'll see you next week for uh, Sharon and Mike CrossFit adventures. Yes. So. Yep. Yep. Everyone <laughs> tune in on the, SoundCloud. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Wasn't I right? Sharon is the absolute best. Sharon, thank you so, so much for being here again. And for all of you listening, thank you for joining us at Maybe You're Like Me. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave a good review. It helps a ton. And it lets more people know about what kind of great podcast this is. Thanks, guys. We will see you next week here at Maybe You're Like Me. 